Soccer FM is written and produced by Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw and is an association with pieandbovril.com. Hello and welcome to Soccer FM, Scotland's funniest football podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and you, Ray Bradshaw. Hello. Coming up on this week's show, a full SPFL roundup. We'll talk Mavericks with Stephen McGowan, a new Scotland manager, and we'll also catch up with our teams around the world. It was just banter us back too, and we'll look ahead to the weekend's fixtures in the SPFL and the Champions League this week with Celtic being in action too. It's 7.30 on Monday, the 16th of October. We're live on Facebook. Thank you to everyone who retweeted, shared, and commented on last week's show. We got lots of good feedback. Back. Uh, Martin Elson was on, uh, despite the fact that it was uh, a fairly depressing show actually, because yeah. we had to talk about Scotland. Yeah. Uh, but at Scott Soccer FM, if you want to tweet us, we're also on Facebook. Just search for Soccer FM so you can listen live next time and you can subscribe on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud. Let's say hello to our guest, Stephen McGowan, who is the chief football writer for the Scottish Daily Mail. Uh, first time on the show, thank you very much for coming on. I'm, I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, uh, I know you've listened to a few of the shows in the past uh, and I'm going to quiz you later on what your favourite moment has been <laughs> <laughs> so listen we'll talk to you about your uh, book uh, on Mavericks we, we threw it out on Twitter earlier on uh, to have a wee talk about sort of flawed geniuses and uh, obviously you've been around the Scottish football scene for many years and lots of chat coming up Ray Bradshaw how was your weekend yeah, All right. yeah fine just gigging yeah um, did the Aberdeen Comedy Festival uh, in like a theatre last night it was very nice nice and, one yeah uh, I saw Alex Salmond was there on Saturday. Yeah. He was doing uh, you yeah. and Alex Salmond. Yeah, and we're like two peas in a pod. Absolutely, like, yeah. Up. Oh, uh, this has happened to me twice at the weekend. Uh, I got recognised, which happens not that often, but uh, after the Thistle game on Saturday, it was in the pub and... Someone came up to me and went, are you the guy that does a Soccer FM podcast? And I went, yeah. And he went, Ray Bradbury. And I was like, nah, he's way more famous than I am. Yeah. Sorry. I was speaking to somebody at the weekend and they went, I, the, the, the guy you do the podcast with, um, uh, is, it, is it Brad Rayshaw? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what an amazing spooner is on Oh, name, that yeah. is my new name. Uh, <laughs> also, we should point out, uh, as Stephen can probably see, uh, our guest Stephen, uh, our, my co-host Stephen today, is in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Well, if you've been listening the past couple of weeks, you'd realise I was going on my Euro football trip over the weekend. So I got back about five hours ago and I'm still rough. So uh, a lot of chat about that later on. We'll probably talk about that when we get to teams around the world. Uh, we'll catch up with you best as well. And we'll be getting your shouts for a new team around the world uh, next time in a couple of weeks when we're back. But let's start by looking at the weekend results in the SPFL Premiership. And it all kicked off on Friday night. It was a convin- uh, convincing one, I, I should say. A convincing win. A, a good start. Good German. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, a very good win for Rangers, 3-0. Yeah, looked very comfortable. Um, Peña getting a couple of goals as well. Mm-hmm. Have you seen much of Peña play this season, Stephen? Uh, once or twice. I have to say, he's looked like a man pulling a caravan. Yeah. <laughs> Quite often when I've seen him. Well, he's a strange player, you know, he, he, outside the box, he is as slow as a, as, as a week in the jail. <laughs> but then the finishing for the two goals the other night was outstanding. Yeah. There's something there. Whether they can keep him at a nightclub long enough to drag it out is a different question. <laughs> I remember when he first signed, uh, we had Kenny Miller from the Scottish Sun on and he said, this guy's going to be gold. Like, you know, there's there's a lot of chat on this yeah. guy already. I think it's, it's just he's got like a mild mullet as well, yeah. so he's already starting. And uh, do you think it was a send-off? Uh, I've not seen it, so... Of um, course. <laughs> I, I've missed all the weekend's games, so... Uh, I'm going to ask you these questions I know, all I know, the time. I'm probably going to struggle quite heavily with this. I, I did see that. I've, I've seen most of the scores. Um, <laughs> disappointing from St. Johnson's point of view, because I think, is that their first defeat to Rangers since Rangers were back up in the top flight? 
Probably is, but yeah. I mean, they, uh, you know, they lost. Remember, they lost three 0 to Aberdeen, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. And uh, Tommy Wright said that was a worst performance he's seen. Well, they weren't much better the other night, and I, I thought it would struggle this season, St. Johnson, because inevitably the bubble's going to bust at some point. You keep waiting for it to happen, but the kind of mediocrity of the other teams tends to kind of prop them up. Yeah. They... But but you know, yeah, still probably good enough for top six, but. I, yeah, I, I've spoken to a few St. Johnson fans. I was up doing a gig for them for the club recently, and I was just like, I don't understand how they've done that well, considering they've never really had a striker since yeah. about 2014. Well, Stephen McLean, Steve, yeah, like and uh, for a while, Cummins as well, and it's like they're not top six strikers really. But um, Michael Hallen obviously wasn't playing. Um, but like you're saying there, Stephen, like St. Johnson have constantly overachieved. Mm-hmm. I think to get into that top but six, the, bu- and- the budget keeps getting cut as well. You know, does it? Yeah, going, oh, it's been cut year on year on year, and Tommy Wright's kind of. Hints about it get less and less subtle as the as seasons go on. Um, he, you know, he's just stopping short of calling out the chairman, and uh, you know, but fair play. I mean, he keeps he keeps doing it. How long do you think Tommy Wright will be at St Johnston? Do you think? Uh, I mean, you'd, you'd have thought by now a team down south might have come in from considering the success that he's had, or is he an outside bet for the Scotland job? No, I think I think he'll be there. Well, I'll tell you, if Scotland get who I think they want, which is the manager of Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. I think he'll be the next manager of Northern Ireland. Well, that'd be a not bad good for him. Yeah, I think he'd definitely take that. So it would have to be in the show, wouldn't it? Yeah, I yeah, would think definitely. so. Yeah, a big win for Rangers uh, though, so it keeps the pressure up at the top of the table on Celtic and Aberdeen. As I say, uh, I missed lots of scores the weekend. What no. was the Partick Thistle score? Oh, I, I mate, why did you do this? <laughs> uh, I, I I wasn't at the game. I was following it um, on uh, all sorts of social media because I come back from work and um, listened to it the radio. And I went to meet my mates straight after the game. So I, I got back to Glasgow about six and I went to the pub to meet them. And uh, I've never seen them look so dejected in all the while. But it's funny, it's the ultimate Thistle fan viewpoint. Like, they were like, yeah, I think we're going to struggle this season. And everyone was really depressed. And then we got another pint. And then some of them, like, quite fancy going back to Queen of the South away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just accepting that we're yeah. getting relegated. Um, a terrible result against uh, the, the first goal we conceded. And uh, now Keo makes a bad mistake. And then Frizzle hits an absolute banger. Um, but. Very poor result because that was a six pointer. There's yeah. no denying that, and I always say we're perennially slow starters. So that's now nine games, three points from nine games, um, and it's the ten game mark because our next two games we've got Dundee and Hamilton, and then St Johnson. It's back to that, and our November is we've got Rangers and Celtic away, uh, Aberdeen away, and Hibs at home. That's not ideal at no. all. Yeah, absolutely not. Two things I want to speak about this game. Uh, we'll get to Steve Clark's appointment as Kelly manager in just a wee second. But Alan Archibald, is there absolutely any chat of him being under pressure, despite the fact that he has done a fantastic job, but they've been murdered this season? I, uh, from a Thistle point of view, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see from a press side of view and from a hungover point of view. Um, I um, don't think there's much chat. I think a lot of the fans are still behind him. Um, we have a lot of injuries just now, but I think the worry, big worry is the last two games, Motherwell and Kelly, we've conceded five goals and it's been a bit uh, toothless both times. So uh, fans are starting to chat. But I, I've said before, I reckon till, if we're bottom by after Christmas, that's when we can kind of reevaluate it. But it's interesting. It's kind of seen that some people think the manager is bigger than the club. Hmm. I don't think there's any chat about it. I mean, the problem is we, you know, we we, we kind of get to know these guys, so we always have a slightly different perspective from the fans. Yeah. And what always strikes me about fans, you saw it with Ross County as well. Uh, you've seen it with other clubs. It's very the, rare you hear the word Ross County and fans in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> well, well, I mean, the, the sense of entitlement they've got is we should be a top six club. We should, and that's the biggest danger yeah. to the managers. Yeah. And that's the biggest danger to Alan Archibald is getting that top six last season. And the fans have had a wee taste of success and they'll think, well, we should be a top six club. 
we should be up there, we should be doing And Ross County are thinking the same, and they're all thinking the same, but realistically, only one team can do it because you've got Celtic, you've got Rangers, you've got Aberdeen, you've got Hearts, you've got Hibs. Yep. They've got to be the top five, haven't they? Yeah. In terms of budget. So it's, it's these kind of seven teams fighting for one place. Yeah, I think most Thistle fans would always settle for 10th every season. Um, and we've we've not not so much overachieved. Top six was definitely overachieving, but yeah. we've been comfortable the last few seasons. Um, and yeah, I, don't, I think we'll be okay. But it's, it's, it shows how fickle football is because four weeks ago he was linked quite heavily with the Hearts job yeah. and then there's Shrewsbury down south and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now... It's like that, but I don't think we'll be biting the bullet as quickly as, say, um, Ross County did. Or Kilmarnock did, Kilmarnock in did. that case. Uh, Steve Clark has come in, first job in Scottish football. Uh, I think it's a cracking appointment. I think yeah, I mean, it's a decent okay. name. I mean, Kilmarnock have been stagnating for a long, long number of years. Michael Johnson, who was the old chairman of the fans, were, I mean, honestly, Donald Trump had higher approval ratings than Michael yeah. Johnson. But, you, know, <laughs> um, you know, he was absolutely loved by the punters. And then he, a lot of fans were lost during that period. I'm not saying it was just Michael Johnson's fault, but they lost an awful lot of support. And he left, he went out, he's still a shareholder. But Billy Bowie, he's, he's not a, a demonstrative chairman by any means. He's not the chairman, but he's not a demonstrative guy by any means. He's the biggest shareholder. But he's pushing the boat out here, fair play to him. Yeah. He's going to try and build a training ground, two and a half million quid. Got a high profile manager. You know what worry with Steve Clark is 30 years since he was up in Scotland. Yes, yeah. that, that, that's why I mentioned that. It is his first job in Scottish football. And yeah, he's a, fin- a fantastic career down south, obviously. Chelsea was their assistant manager when they had loads of success under Mourinho. And then did pretty well at West Brom. Thought he was probably a wee bit unlucky to be sacked and then there. And, uh, you know, was at Reading. Not quite sure what, how, how that sort of worked out. But he's a big name in Scottish football, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's a real coup for him. Yeah. Con- it's contacts, isn't it? It's just contacts. Who, yeah. who, who can he... Who does he know? How can he get better players up here? That'll be the test. Yeah, it's also quite interesting because you hear a lot of kind of stuff because um, in, in terms of SBL, uh, Thistle are one of the small clubs. It's always like, who would you get if you went? And I don't think any Kilmarnock fan at the start of this would have thought Steve Clark would have been one of the names mentioned. Especially when McIntyre had just been sacked. Jim McIntyre won the cup in 97 with Kelly and yeah. all the rest of it. And it seemed like a pretty stick on that he was going to be in. I, it was pulled from nowhere. No, I mean, I, I made a call on it as, as is your job. And I made a call on it to somebody in a senior position at Kelly. And I think the feeling was Jim McIntyre wasn't, wasn't rock star enough. It wasn't going to get the punters back in any shape or form. People thought it was a certainty. He was never. I don't think he was ever seriously in the frame. They interviewed Mick Supatalainen, did well 2010, interviewed Gary Holt, who thought it had a good chance. I don't think they thought they would get Steve Clark because yeah. of the cost. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Steve Clark must be in a fair old whack of cash. You don't bring up here, bring him up here for 75 grand yeah. a year. Well, you you think what he must have been on at West Brom. I mean, you're not a, probably kicking the arse off a million a year. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. It won't be that. But I mean, I mean, I tell you, I think, I think yeah. Ross County really pushed the boat out for uh, Owen Coyle. Uh, I think he will be out with the top three who are Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen. I think he'll be the highest paid manager out with them. I tell you, Stevie Clark must be pushing not too far off it. Well, let's talk about Owen Coyle and I think, Ross To be honest, I think Kelly need to be investigated for the Hamilton money. Then. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's if I get Steve mm, yeah. Clark, it's all coming together it's now. Yeah. Like, oh, do you hear Steve Clark's on 750 guys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much we lost. Yeah, that's, that's a funny one there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, listen, Ross Kennedy, we'll get to one, them. Can we go back to Kawhi? One thing uh-huh, I wanted yeah, to sure, check yeah, yeah. Uh, the plastic pitch. Um, I, I think I've read that he says it will stay for now, Steve Clark. Um, so obviously not a fan of that and I wonder if that 
will make a, a difference whether that might be one of his demands that that goes well yeah it'll make a difference in terms of how much money they make because they'll make an absolute <laughs> fortune out of it hiring Birthday that parties. out so uh, yeah we'll have to see what happens with that further down the line uh, good luck to Steve Clark at Colmarnock as I mentioned Ross County defeated at the weekend a good win for Hearts up at Dingwall um, is that a sort of worse loss for Ross County or a, or a better win for Hearts how would you read that game well, they're playing Hibs next Tuesday. That's a big one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. one they've really got to go and get some form for. And um, that's going to be an absolute crack. And then you've got Aberdeen Celtic the night after. So next weekend's going to be absolutely outstanding. But um, I mean, Hearts, you know, they're doing okay when you bear in mind they've not played a home game or a proper home game that since, is true, since yeah. 2012 or something. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not bad going when you're playing a rugby stadium and uh, for your home yeah. games. Yeah. I am. Um, it's, I find it quite interesting, the whole Hearts thing, because I just think the Levine situation is so odd. And when I saw them, when we played them uh, for Hill, they were pretty terrible, I thought, to mm-hmm. be honest. And it was a back three that day of Aaron Davies. Um, no, I'm Aaron Hughes, Hughes sorry. Um, Bearer and Suter. And you'd think that would be a strong. And Miles Story ran them absolutely ragged that day. And I did wonder how they were going to do. And Because they do have a lot of big names, like so Lafferty and stuff like that. And it's interesting to see how well um, Jamie Walker's been managed because I'm, I'm not sure if he spat the dummy, but he's kind of. He was on the cusp of doing that uh, with the whole Rangers thing. And then he wasn't in the squad. And then he's come back and scored the winner. So fair play to him. I think Coyle at Ross County, I don't think that one adds up personally. I think that's a weird appointment by them. I think I think I think he had another offer. I think Roy McGregor wanted to to get him in, and I think he had another, the word was he had an offer from India, and you know Roy McGregor got wind of this and thought, oh, better do something here. Yeah. So he, Jim McIntyre had to go, and then he came, and right. he'll oh, be, okay, he'll be, he'll be making a few quid. Yeah, you can imagine that conversation with his wife. Where do you want to go, Dingwall or Mumbai? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He did. He did well. He persuaded to go to Dingwall. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, so 2-1 it was the Hearts at the weekend and as you say that big game against Hibs coming up in a, a, what, a few days time well uh, next week actually so yeah we'll keep an eye on that for you uh, 1-0 against Aberdeen that was the defeat for Hibs at the weekend and uh, that's not ideal going into that match is it Stephen? No I, they're not scoring enough goals they're not doing that well at home Hibs they're playing okay you know it was a really I'll tell you what it was a terrific game that Hibs-Aberdeen you had the game at the 90, weekend uh, 19,000 people good atmosphere Brilliant. Easter Road two teams really well matched going for it the two of them going hammer and tongs not that many chances not that many goals just that great Scottish football blood and thunder blood and snotter atmosphere um, and, and it, you know it, it, it was terrific and I think Aberdeen have tightened up a wee bit at the back not ideal for Hibs and I think what worries me about Hibs is Anthony Stokes playing up front on his own like mm. in 4-2-3-1 you know, it never really worked at Celtic when Celtic tried that. No. And now Neil Lennon's trying it at Hibs and you're thinking, does he need a bit of help? If you're going to do 43-1, you'd think you'd put Murray there to run the channels and bring the yeah. wide players in. Uh, what's interesting, you're saying Aberdeen has tightened up. It's since uh, Scott McKenna's come in. Yeah, well, since uh, Ash Taylor left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the Scottish football positive there. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was just like glass half empty. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, how, and how was McKenna? And the other question was, um, there was lots of chat in the last week about John McGinn. Um, would you have started him for Scotland? Well, I don't know about starting him, but uh, the one the one thing I have become convinced about is if Gordon Strachan had brought him or Callum McGregor on, particularly mm-hmm. McGinn, instead of Snodgrass or Anya, he might still be in a job. Because, yep. you know, punters would have said, all right, we failed, but we came really close, one fourteen out of 18. And the manager showed he's willing to try something. Whereas I think what really killed him in the end was public opinion. And people saying, yeah, yeah. this week, guys, you know, he's just not listening to us. Because if you're going to ignore public opinion, 
you're better by winning games. Absolutely. Yeah. We will talk more about Scotland in just a wee while. Obviously, Malcolm Mackay has been appointed interim manager. We'll get your thoughts on that in just a wee minute. By the way, keep your comments coming. Uh, we're live on Facebook just now. Soccer FM on Facebook if you want to give the page a like. And also, if you're listening to it just now, share it on your page. Uh, lots of other people can get involved. Yeah, and uh, some of the comments coming in. Uh, I'm really enjoying this. Kat said, please don't talk about Aloha's poor performance. Oh, Mikey's, that's all we're going to talk yeah, about, well, Mikey, That's all I wanted to talk about. Mikey's yeah. then getting in touch say, I agree with Kat, but same for Dundee United. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, guys, I'm a Thistle fan. If I'm talking about them, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, going to exactly. get that. And uh, Michael Cameron said, uh, Kelly should sell Rugby Park and move to a new stadium <laughs> like uh, St Mirren. Yeah, well, I mean, St Mirren got a hell of a deal. They know what, £15 million or something, a new stadium, yeah. and, and it's still sitting, like, Old Love Street's still sitting there. Yeah. Like, Tesco were meant to build a supermarket, yeah. and it's, it's never happened. So that was that was pre-2008. So. Oh, always amazed me. Was it the guy, Blair Nimmo, the KPMG guy, who used to go mm-hmm. in and administrate all the clubs, and he always said, remember when they went out went bust and he said instead of building a Skoda that they needed they built, they built a Rolls Royce yeah. that's a bit like Kilmarnock you know yeah. if you just chop the stadium in half if you just chop the top tiers off you'd yeah. have a perfect rugby park stadium and, and you're an engineer Stephen so I believe that would work <laughs> as well if you just chop the stadium in half that's how it works so uh, listen uh, a couple more things on Hibs Aberdeen before we move on actually um, first of all Hibs they're sitting sixth in the table 13 points are you classing that as a disappointing start to the season considering the squad that they've got I think so, yes. Stephen? Uh, let's have a look at league table, 13 points. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. yeah. You I mean, know, look at the defeats yeah. they've had. They've got, Hamilton. They've got been at home by Hamilton. They, they've, they, draw, they drew, sort of, what, four or five in a row? Uh, well, albeit they've beaten Rangers. It's been the whole, Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Parkhead and Ibrox are terrific. Yeah. It's the home form that's killing them. It's Easter Road playing there. I think they've only taken one for the last nine at home. And they've got to get out sorted. And I think what's mystifying about it is it's not like they're playing in front of half empty stadiums. They're not. They're getting like 16, yeah. 17, 18,000 every mm-hmm. game, if not more, 19 yeah. a weekend. So I saw a, I can't understand it. Uh, there was some chat about Neil Lennon for the Scotland job as well. Like, it just seems to be we're linking literally anyone, anyone with. Just Any like Northern Irishman, anyway. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like a sort of Scottish Cup draw. They're yeah. just building out, then have to start again. In a week <laughs> so, one more thing on Aberdeen. Uh, first of all, uh, Gary McKay Stephen getting the goal. So, yep. it looks like he's returning in a wee bit of form. How did they play at the weekend, Stephen? Did they do all I right? played, played well, yeah. Played, yeah. It looked much more like it. I always feel he's a bit physically he's not the most imposing player in the world but no he was really really at it but I'll tell you the star man Kenny McLean yeah yeah. you know I mean if you're talking about midfielders who've, who are really going to go to a different level and let's, let's be honest he's probably going to end up at Rangers mm-hmm. unless Aberdeen can really pull, pull something out of the yeah. bag pay the money to get him and Kenny McLean the pass for the goal was outstanding the same, and I saw today Aberdeen just signed up Scott Wright for another thing. Uh, um, I think it's a three or four year deal. Interestingly enough, scored four goals all against Partick Thistle. Nice one. Yeah, <laughs> so he can. better hope we don't go down. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, the final match in the Premiership at the weekend was uh, the Lanarkshire Derby, and it ended in a two-one win for Motherwell, coming from behind to get all three points. And what a run Motherwell are on! Fourth in the table, sixteen points again. It uh, seems that Stephen Robinson has uh, certainly uh, been a great appointment so far. Well, what a semi-final it is next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Rangers. I tell you that's a big one for Pedro I think if Pedro is to uh, continue this run of momentum and keep the fans off his back he's got to win that and I think that's the way the Rangers board are looking at it as well it's a really big one for him you know um, You know the dogs better start barking for that one at yeah. Hampton I think it's a uh, Motherwell doing well as well just tied up Stevie Robinson to a new contract because he's done one hell of a job since he came up here um, and also Alan Campbell straight off his Scotland under 21 cap uh, tying them up I think the big story here is that we need to mention is the Hamilton fraud which is 
Absolutely mental. I'm glad you said that because I thought you were going to say my tip for Hamilton going for Europe this season. <laughs> yeah, ever, since I've said, ever since I've said that, I don't think they've picked up a point. So it's not been very good. Yes, let's talk about the massive fraud that happened to him though. It was so, so odd because it was Friday night. I was, where was I gig? I was doing the Spree Festival, right? So it was a later start. So I was in the house and uh, the top story on BBC Scotland News was Hamilton been screwed out of 750 grand. And I was it's like... more than that by now. Yeah, well, this is the thing. It's yeah. coming out, coming out. And I was like... Yeah. How? What? Like, is this how Massimo <laughs> Donati came? Like, yeah. Why? I, I don't understand why they. What's the actual ins and outs of it then? Is it sort of been a. I don't know. Like, I think uh, they call it. They call it. I've got to be careful how I say this. They call it vishing. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, not to be confused with something else. Uh, and and I, I think what's basically happened is that somebody has phoned up pretending to be from their bank and warned them that the security of their bank account is under threat. And has advised them to transfer their money to a secure account, which just happened to be owned by a rampant Romanian fraudster or something. I, don't know. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah. who's, who's in the office at Hamilton? Yeah. Like pensioners? Like, yeah. What's going on here? I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it was a prince boating from Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I mean, um, yeah, they've, 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 they've been cleaned out by fraudsters. That's about why. So I mean, I, they'll presumably be insured for something like that. Well, no, know. I think I think they're taking the matter up with the Royal Bank of Scotland, right? Um, who who I think are, are firmly being put in the frame here for allowing this to happen. But um, oh, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's it's, a, it's one of those mental stories that happens it happened to Hearts early on in the season. Yeah, I think there's been four, four or five clubs targeted. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not it's not being unusual. Oh well, but I didn't think Scottish clubs had that much. Seven hundred fifty yeah. grand is an absolutely incredible amount of money for a team like Hamilton. Yeah, like yeah. they got that sitting about. Like in a obviously presumably not in a safe, but in a bank account. We got me about Martin Canning gets thirty one pound a week. So yeah, that, that is <laughs> true. He's firmly bottom in that league, so Absolutely. I think it does it that way. Minimum wage for Martin Canning. <laughs> um, so uh, let's uh, spin through the other result, which was uh, Celtic one Dundee now. Um, Cham getting the goal. Obviously eyes on Wednesday night. I think in terms of Celtic for Bayern Munich. Yeah, much changed Celtic team as well, and. Um, one thing I was happy about, which I wasn't happy about uh, the weekend, is Scott Brown and Stuart Armstrong didn't play. I hate when people miss <laughs> International Week and then play. Matt Ritchie was playing for Newcastle yesterday. Oh, listen, after out. Oh, listen, that was that, that was dodgy. That, and that was Matt Ritchie. There was never any explanation given for where Matt Ritchie was. He was man of the match for Newcastle. Then goes out to Scotland squad. I don't even think there was an injury cited. Was it not? I, I just, I, I just wonder if Matt Ritchie thought, you know what, Lanzarote's nice at this time of year. Yeah, but it's you've he, got you've got two games that could help your country he, qualify uh, he, for the World Cup off the bench. Or I, I I was talked about starting him before he obviously pulled out. Even off the bench, he would have made a big difference there. But obviously M- not. Maybe, not maybe that's is, is that what it is then? Maybe if, since he's not starting, he's spat the dummy a wee bit. Well, you see the thing is, see for all we slate Gordon striking for the loyalty to the old guard and what have you, you got to look at it from his point of view. All these guys who come along never get a game. Matt Ritchie. Um, Stephen Naismith. No, but I was I was thinking more kind of Dan Fletcher's not played much. Uh, Barry Bannon didn't play for a year, and if he just brings in John McGinn and he brings in Darren uh, brings in McGregor as well, these guys are going to think, you know what? If this yeah. is a game of soldiers, yeah. Would, yeah, you know, you can kind of. I know he's got to make tough decisions, and you think, well, that's it's a balancing act, but you know, I can kind of just about sympathise with what he's. I wouldn't. You you said Dan McGregor there nearly, but it wouldn't have surprised me if Strachan had called him up by accident, like Sorry, a proper. No, it was like a proper Fletcher. Mike Bassett moment, like yeah. Darren McGregor and uh, like John McGinn. Did Darren McGregor not get called up a couple of years ago? I made that up when he I mean, won Rangers, maybe for the year when he was. Uh, I, don't hips, maybe? Huh? I don't know. Did I mean, anyway, I made Dan Fletcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh, it's more it's more enjoyable that way. 
way I like yeah, that. Yeah, we're getting confused here. Anyway, let's look at the table. Celtic uh, top on 23 points, uh, same as Aberdeen. Terrific start from Aberdeen, as we've been mentioning. Uh, six points in front of Rangers. Then we've got Motherwell, Forsen, Johnson and Hibs make up the top six. Hearts just outside now on 12 points and seven. Then we've got a wee gap down to Dundee on eight. Hamilton Ackies on seven. Ross County seven. Kilmarnock on six. And let's leave that there. And so Partick Thistle <laughs> propping up the table. So uh, that's the Premiership. Michael on uh, Facebook is getting in touch to say apparently Hamilton are waiting for 77 million from a Nigerian prince, which was exactly the same joke, word for word, I put out on Friday, so I now feel like I'm an inception. Yeah, so yeah. it's good. Ironically, he's stealing that from you. Yeah. So there you go. So Mate, are you with the RBS? Yeah. <laughs> Championship this weekend. Let's start by talking about St Mirren's win at Dumbarton. Uh, they extend their lead at the top of the table, 21 points. And uh, yeah, uh, two goals in, in either mm. half and yeah. uh, another good win for St Mirren. 22 quid to get in. Uh, lots of <laughs> uh, pictures on Twitter of St Mirren fans. A very high viewpoint outside the stadium with cans of beer mm-hmm. watching the game. Uh, good win for St Mirren. They're doing well, ticking over. Um, you'd expect them to go down there and get the three points, I think, though. How much have you seen of uh, the Championship this season, Stephen? Have you seen St Mirren at all? Uh, very little, very little. I mean, I, I, I've been to one Morton game because I live in Greenock and my abiding, kind of, apart from Scotland reaching a major finals, uh, purely out of self-interest, I really want to see Morton back in the Premiership because it's five minutes from my house. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just have this great, you know, after all these years of driving to Glasgow and Edinburgh and Aberdeen, I think, just be great to go to Capital. I don't hold out great hope for it. I'd like to see Dunfermline do it. I know uh-huh. that's your yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Former Dunfermline schoolboy. I'd quite like to see them do, do doing something in back what to school? What school? Do you Lindburn Primary. A Lindburn Primary, yeah. And, yeah, and, a, year, and a year at Woodmill High. Lovely stuff, yeah. What's what's that like? Uh, we put Woodmill High at the Scottish Cup when I was at school. Beat them on penalties. <laughs> uh, at different times, I think. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, yeah. But yeah, no, Woodmill's all right. Yeah, I went to Queen Anne, so uh, at least you didn't go to the high it's school. A posh school. That's, Aye, a posh that's a school of cracks. Oh, that's, that's not a posh school. No, I don't think so. I don't think I've ever been called posh. Town Hill, Town Hill, Queen Anne. Uh, t- I, I went to Town Hill Primary School. Yeah, oh, right, so right, there yeah. we go. God, yeah. this is the end of the day. Somewhere I don't think we're going. Also, his pen code. My secret five shame. Yeah. <laughs> have you been I've phoning s- Hamilton recently? <laughs> yeah. uh, My secret five shave is definitely going to be your autobiography title. <laughs> without, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. So anyway, a uh, good win for St Mirren. I, I, I've said this a number of times. I think it will be, um, having seen St Mirren and, you know, it was it was only when they played us and we scudded them. Could have been, you know, five or six. And their player is Lewis Morgan. You mark Lewis Morgan out of the game and I think he stops in Well, you know the interesting thing about him is there's nothing they can do to stop him going in January really because he's out of contract in the summer and I know Celtic are genuinely interested I know other clubs are interested but the one thing they will do I think they'll really try hard for this is say alright, you can have him but give us him back and loan for yeah. the rest of the season. Like the Ryan Kisty thing last season. You know, yeah, yeah. I yeah. hope not. I really <laughs> hope not because <laughs> he, he is a player and he will go into bigger and better things. Is he the but real deal, is he? Is I, he? I think so, yeah. I mean, it, even, even though I said that, you know, we, we were far the better team against St Mirren, he, for the first half, was a right handful and, uh, you know, cut us open a couple of times himself. But the problem was he was doing it himself because you're playing with guys like Gavin Riley. So even though he scored again <laughs> on Saturday and he's had a really good season, but it was minging last season for us. So there you go. I think the big result in the Championship this week is uh, Levy to Dundee United now. Yes. That's Levy up to second place. Uh, what a job Davy Hopkins is doing. I just... I, 
don't don't give us Livingston back in the Premier. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so please don't. And listen, I all mean, the Livingston fans that are listening, no, there'll be no Livingston fans listening. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was going to say, I was going to, I was going to say, well, Livingston Ross County would offend both sets of fans. We're not offending oh, anybody. God. Yeah. <laughs> we invite you on, Stephen, and this know, is what but, you do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so on board with it. And also, if you're going to. Offend fans, you might as well do Levy Ross County where well, combined twenty eight people will be pissed off. Well, so it's fine. It's, it just goes back to what I was saying earlier about getting Hibs back in the Premiership. I know, I know you've got your sporting merit. I know this drives people nuts. It's got to be based on who's got the best team and who manages themselves better. But we're almost getting back to a state where we've got some decent clubs back in the Premier League now. Don't let Livingston back in. <laughs> yeah, just a sort I of love like that. ban them for having a stadium called the Tony Macaroni oh. Arena or something. Well, like yeah, well, if something got up to Paisley 21, 2021 Stadium as well. Yeah. What's have done Fairmont sold the night right to their stadium nope, yet? No, 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 not yet. <laughs> the match secret shames. <laughs> I'm sure that'll come. Yeah. Hey, so yeah, Livingston two, Dundee United. Now Dundee United beating Dunfermline on the previous week and closing the gap against the man at the top. And then it seems to be just one step forward, two steps back yeah, from them. Mikey Banshee asked us not to talk about uh, Dundee well, United. It's going to depth about Dundee United. Yeah, he's just put United's weekend summed up hope, then sadness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty deep, mate. Yeah. Put, put the bottle down. I, okay. I, having seen Dundee United, St. Mirren, uh, I, I, there's only one winner for me there, and that is Dundee United because I think they're better going forward. They've got Scott McDonald. I like James Keaton's as well. You know, Mister Bill, Sitter, uh, Billy King can do a job, and they've got Mike Mullen. So I, I think as a as a front four, that's very good. I, I know they're sort of stuttering at this moment in time, and it seems to be like they'll have, as I said, one decent result and then one bad one. I still think that they're the team to beat. If you're finishing above Dundee United, I think you're going to win the league. Well, yeah, at the minute, there's three teams finishing above Dundee <laughs> United. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, if you're talking about Hibs and bad start, to, you know, have, have they started the season as well as they should, Dundee United fourth after nine yeah. games. And yeah. also, for the money they're spending to have a goal difference of one absolutely. is absolutely shocking. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Well, those four players I just mentioned there and, well, a whole Keating's is on an exceptional amount of money. I, I believe so, yeah. So, and I think if they don't go up, it's not looking very good for United. No, well I, mean, well, I mean, it was Andy Roberts some money this season, uh-huh. you know, and I, you know, what yeah. we're going to be hoping next is that Celtic sell Stuart Armstrong. Uh-huh. So that if yeah. they don't go up, then they get another wee boost of money because they can't keep staying in that league forever. No, you know? no absolutely not. And uh, interesting enough, talking about struggling, uh, ICT still sitting uh, ninth in the league, uh, a whopping three points behind part-time Dumbarton. Uh, they drew Inverness, drew 0-0 at Falkirk, which normally would be a good result, but for both teams, that's a shit result. Like, yeah, they both I, need to start picking up points. I saw that at the weekend coming in and I thought, yeah, that's that's a terrible result for both teams yeah. because Inverness would fancy their chances because Falkirk have not been very good. And, uh, you know, Paul Hartley, that's his first proper game in charge. I know he was sort of kicking about at the Challenge Cup game the week before. But it was still what was going that? What was going that? It was 2-0 to... I uh, can't mind. And uh, it, was, <laughs> it was Alex Smith in the dugout. But yeah, Paul Hartley, um, I, I think it's a decent appointment for Falkirk. I was, that was the one I didn't want them to appoint, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think he'll be disappointed with that. Yeah. Cool, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. like, you, know what, you know what I was going to ask you, actually? The, yeah. I mean, that Inverness second bottom thing, I mean, you'll remember this better. I mean, did Inferno not have something similar when it went down for the Premier League mm-hmm. and then kind of like just plummeted down? Yeah, we, we did that as well, yeah. Exactly. Uh, 2004 and 5 season. And you saw something very similar from St. Mun before they get back in their feet. It's amazing how often that happens. Yeah. I, it just seems to be that if a team are in the habit of just getting beat exactly. and not winning it's exactly. so difficult to turn that around it was a season with Stephen Kenny and we went on an amazing run at the end of the season and nearly stayed up went to the last game I think second last game and at one point during that match we were safe and St Mirren were down and then they ended up beating Motherwell it's, it's a totally different ethos because you, you know you're clinging on for dear life in the Premier League 
mm-hmm. trying to defend, backs to the wall, trying to survive. And then you go down to that league and you have to start winning games again. And it's it's a battle as well. You know, you don't get anything for you don't get anything easily in that league. And no. I, I'm telling you, I think that Inverness, I, I don't know how much longer John Robertson's got. I just hope that it's after we play them in a couple of weeks' time because <laughs> uh, we've got them up there very soon. Elsewhere in the Championship, good win for Morton against Brecon City. Ground out that win, I would say. And uh, Morton, three points behind the playoffs now. So they've had a mixed start to the season against Morton. Um, is it one of those teams you just sort of sometimes pop along when you've got a free Saturday yeah yeah it doesn't happen very often um, you know my big pal is Andy Ritchie as well so you know I, I, I like to keep in touch but um, I just you know I think Jim Duffy's done amazing things here yeah. you know with the budget cuts every year the chairman's threatening to go part time um, you know a, a, another season in the championship another few quid goes off the budget and he keeps on pulling out the results and just they are the punches so far above their weight it should be in a coma do you want <laughs> <laughs> uh, my start of the day Jim Duffy is the same odds to be the new Scotland manager as Thierry Henry <laughs> that is my <laughs> start of the day there you go I don't think either of them will get the job 30, 33 to 1 yeah well there you go Maybe how is Thierry Henry 33 to 1 to be the Scotland manager Bel- Belgium assistant manager yeah to give you time. context uh, let's see who's Pre- uh, Steve, Stephen Presley's 40 to 1 yeah, <laughs> Alan Irvin 40 to 1 Gennaro Gattuso 40 uh, um, Gary McAllister 33 Martin O'Neill some are t- quoting 9, 12 or 50 to 1 but uh, Martin, Martin O'Neill who's yeah. just signed a new contract yeah. with Ireland I La- don't see that happening Lars Lagerback 50 to 1 that's a good my favourite one Shevke Kucci shit finish striker 66 to 1 whose phone who's phoned up and asked for prices on Shevke Kucci oh this is the one you want Sutton or Cathro both 50 to 1 God, that's a Bertie Vogue's 100 to 1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It should be another two zeros. Oh my God. <laughs> right, we, we need to talk about uh, the other names that are in the frame later on. Uh, Prandelli linked over the weekend. Yeah. Let's finish off the championship first. And it was uh, a bit of Snorfest, I think. Yeah. In the South now, we don't one now. It didn't really help either team. So the table looks like this. St Mirren top on 21 points, three head of live, ahead of Livingston, I should say, on 18. Uh, Dunfermline done the United tied on 17. Uh, Dunfermline got that advantage over their goal difference. So 13 at the moment, done the United is one as we mentioned there uh, Morton just outside the playoffs on 14 points in two points back to Queen of the South Dumbarton, Falkirk Inverness and then Brecon City looking like they're going to get cut adrift uh, still without a win nine games so that's the full first quarter only picking up two points Down, nothing, nothing wrong with being only winless <laughs> after nine games Stephen well, that, let's not be judging that is true in uh, League 1 at the weekend it was Air United 2 Airdrie 2 disappointing for Air United just hasn't quite clicked for them yet even though they did terrifically in the League Cup and started the season really well first two or three games uh, and a double for Andy Gagan yeah as well. goal machine that's what I was going to say he sometimes right. does that Andy Gagan he can be a goal machine so I, I don't know why that is so uh, good two goals for him but they were disappointed not being Airdrie at home because Airdrie I mean I mean, God knows what's happening at Airdrie. Yeah. It seems to change on a sort of daily basis. Yeah, I've heard they're going to be, they've got a week 750 grand cash investment, <laughs> so it's looking up for them. Yeah, so. yeah good anyway. for them. But what about this game? East 5-5, Albion Rovers 4. Well, we all know that East 5-5. 4-4. Five, five. Four, four, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got so excited when I saw East 5-5, five, five, I was like, it's happening. And then I saw it was Albion Rovers, I was like, why do they ruin everything, man? Well, Albion Rovers are just, 
you must be like stressed that you're not supporting Albion Rovers because one week they're winning four 0 away from home at Stranraer, and then the next week they're doing stupid things like losing two goals in injury time in, to get beat away at East Fife. In the nine games they've played this season, forty six goals. <laughs> <laughs> That's averaging five a game, and they've only got a goal difference of plus two, <laughs> which suggests you know we'll just score one more than you. Is definitely yeah. their mentality. Brian Kerr, uh, the manager there, and of course uh, East Fife manager Dan Young was at Albion Rovers last season. Yeah, uh, East Fife uh, were actually fourthy down until the ninety first minute. Yeah, yeah. Scored the ninety first and ninety third, um, and Alan Troughton scored again. I think that's his fifteenth or sixteenth of the season already. If there's a League One striker that is better than Alan Troughton, it's Rory McAllister, who's in League Two this. Ah, oh, yes. I laid that trap for you there, <laughs> and you went in it very nicely. I knew you were going to do it. Lovely stuff, right? Queens Park one at four four one. Uh, it was Ray Rovers two are both nil, so you'll be happy about that, Ray. We've yes. had so many questions over the past week about why you actually. Hey Angus I was like, I was obviously at Aberdeen Comedy Festival last night as I drove back I went by the Angus sign and then I was like how illegal is it for me to keep driving and put my middle finger up and take a photo of that at the same time and I was like that's probably not good so yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because uh, I'm not a, a, you'll see me sitting back here with a look of panic in my face because you're talking about League One but I'm going to try and go my, my, a friend of mine good pal of mine is a massive Queen's Park fan mm-hmm. you don't hear that very often No, and he goes to Virtually every away game, and we're going to go up in January, I think. Uh, there's a yeah, they're playing our broth away, uh-huh. and we're going to go up to Gayfield. And the reason we're going to go is because at half time at Gayfield, you can go out for a pint. Yeah, can you? At half time, you can actually leave mm. the stadium, go to the pub, come back, and watch the second half. And that is going to be an experience. <laughs> yeah, you can Thumbs. also do, you can do that at head as well. Oh, really? like yeah. You can go outside and, and I'll, t- I'll take your word for that. Not yeah. doing that as well. <laughs> oh no, I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> make that return. La- last night at the gig, uh, I went because uh, I was hosting. I was like, anyone? Uh, where's the guy from? And he went uh, from Peterhead, and I went, oh, is anyone else from the northeast? And this woman cheered, and I went, oh, where are you from? And she was like, China. And she'd completely misheard me. She thought I said, "Is anyone from the east?" Yeah, the <laughs> like, far east. And I was like, "Oh yeah, Peter Head, Fraser, about China." Yeah, got you, got you. <laughs> yeah. Just made me laugh again there. A big win for Wraith Rovers, so two 0 So that means that they are five points clear at the top of the table. We'll get to the full table in just a wee second because it was Ra two. Aloha now, and we yeah. want to talk about Aloha, yeah, but that's all I wanted to talk about this week. Cats just get back in Dutch. Like, we hadn't even talked about Aloha yet. She just put, or he, I'm not sure. Uh, Aloha need to get rid of Jim Goodwin ASAP. Yeah, he's not having a great time, considering they were what, uh, in the playoff final last season, yeah. and it was Breakin that ended up just pipping them. Um, they're having a bit of a disaster. That happened to Stranraer the season before. I think it it's did. one of those kind of things, yeah. So um, that's that. And then uh, there was obviously no league two stuff this week because it was Scottish Cup I love Scottish Cup weekend mm-hmm. uh, do you want me to run through the scores quickly I'm going to go through the League 1 table right, oh, yeah. right. so Wraith Rovers top on 22 points uh, second Air United 17 then we've got Albion Rovers and East Fife on 15 after that dramatic game at the weekend then Arbroath and Stranraer both on 14 Airdrie on 11 Aloha 9 and then a wee gap down to the two at the bottom which is Queen's Fart uh, Queen's Park <laughs> Queen's Fart <laughs> on, uh, they've got 5 I've points I've seen that film and 4-4 uh, on 5 points <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're stinking. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. That is League One table. As you mentioned, Scottish Cup of the weekend. So let's run through those right. results. I'll run through them quickly. Uh, Banks of D beat Selkirk 2 0. Bait Rangers 1 and in 0. So that was uh, an old League Two clash. Mm-hmm. Bucky Thistle 6, Broomhill uh, SC uh, uh, 2. Civil Service Strollers 0, Brewer Rangers 5. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, supposedly, I was reading on uh, Twitter that um, a lot of the civil service thriller fans turned up absolutely pissed like yep. before the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Counterbeath now, East Kilbride won, so that's a bit of revenge for the playoff last season. Uh, Devonvale now, Glen Afton 2, good result for the junior side. Edinburgh Uni now, Fraserburgh 2. Um, I would have paid money to see that game, man. That is like mm. li- literally the poverty line. Uh, <laughs> Elgin City 3, Edge Sport Academy, who we were talking about last week, which is the French uh-huh. uh, kind of thing, uh, won. Uh, Fort Martin, uh, Paul Lawson in his managerial role, uh, beat East Stirlingshire 4 0. Great result for them. Uh, we're trying to get Paul on the show, but it turns out training is more important than coming on here. Yeah. <laughs> uh Keith v Clyde in the battle of the uh, the game your dad plays snooker with. Yeah. Uh, Clyde won three 0 Montrose four, Stirling Uni one, Nairn County one, Cove Rangers two, Peterhead nine, Colville Park zero. Yep. Rory McAllister, how many goals? Oh, I, I did see this. Was it five? Or yeah, something? five. Yep. Spartans five, Clacknacudden nil. Nice one. And to round us off, Stirling Albion three. With the major coup of the weekend, Lothian uh, Thistle Hutchie Vale, five. Yeah, Lothian Thistle Hutchie Vale are in the East of Scotland League and have won the league for the last two seasons, but because they don't meet the criteria of the Lowland League, can't get promoted. And so, they've been rewarded with a home tie against St Mirren. Yes, uh, do you want to run through some of the other yeah, prizes? Uh, yeah, I'll just pick out a few. Banks O'Dea against Air United, that'll be a good one. Bucky Thistle against Brecon. Um, East Kilbride Albion Rovers <laughs> 24 goals in that game coming yeah. up <laughs> uh, Fort Martin v Forfar Livingston v Glenafton uh, Spartans v Fraserburgh so there'll be a non-league site in the next round Stranraer v Brora Rangers what a trip that is and the rest are kind of all uh, football league ties that we're not interested in yeah I done film on our way to Queen's Park so uh, we're getting prepared for going to Hamden again that's, uh, that's yeah. the big one for nice. us so uh, yeah that is the roundup of the SPFL still lots to come on the show we're going to talk about Scotland in a wee minute but we've got Stephen McGowan on and uh, you've written a book uh, how long ago did you write oh, this book it was a while ago, a while ago. Good, good while I, th- ago. I think Ray's been uh, researching it on, yeah, did. on Amazon uh, on Amazon you can buy a used copy for 39p but a brand new one is £24.78 absolutely <laughs> it's a collector's item yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way great reviews by the way solid 5 oh. out of 5s I was reading them earlier because I was do you know sometimes I'm Mr hope- S McGowan I'm Mr <laughs> Stephen M <laughs> you know sometimes you really hope there's one shit one and there wasn't and I was like oh that's disappointing but also means it's good so, so. so what's the book called Stephen? it was uh, called Ford Genius it was about the uh, Scottish football self-destructive mavericks bit oh. of a mouthful so did you go out and uh Talk to some of these guys, presumably guys like you know um, Chick Charnley. I'm guessing yeah, it was it was a pain in the neck because it was that the, the time I was right that Chick Charnley was doing his own book. Right. So I phoned the mum and said, "Look, colouring book, unbelievably." <laughs> yeah. I've met Chick a few times. That'll be a yeah. colouring book, one hundred percent. But and Andy Gorham was doing the same. So two of the guys in twelve chapters I wanted to write about <laughs> were doing their own books at the same time. Yeah. Like, well, sorry, can't help you. So wet Chandy Gorham was writing it. Cheap joke, cheap joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, but I went down to see Frank Mackey. He was down in uh, Newcastle before he came back up here, and it started off as actually as, as Andy Ritchie's book. And then we had a few um, publishing problems, and I decided just to make it more general after that. So uh, yeah. I enjoyed doing it. It was good fun. Good and fun. Interestingly enough, how hard was it to pick? Because you, did you just do twelve? Yeah, it was really hard. Yeah, cause, <laughs> because there's about a thousand. Yeah, yeah because you know you you you, you could all kind of, all kinds of Criteria. People are saying Jimmy Johnson. Well, how self-destructive was Jimmy Johnson? Because he played till he was well into his thirties, yeah. and he won he won all these medals. So yeah. yeah, you know, he liked to drink, but did he destruct? 
in contrast to that with Andy Ritchie, for example, who was this kind of, you know, the idol idol, this, this maestro at Morton, everybody loved him, cult figure, played the year 1979, the football writers. But actually what people don't realise is his career was finished by 28. Right. And the last thing he did, he was player manager of Albion Rovers, was lifted up a bin, there was a lot of greyhound shit in there, and he threw his bits in, boots in, and that was it. <laughs> his last act in professional football was to throw his boots into a bin full of greyhound shit. Wow. <laughs> That's bleak, and that was, that, was, that was him finished at 28, because he was so hacked off we're not getting a move because in those days of course there's no freedom of contract yeah. yeah. so Hal Stewart could say I want a million quid for this guy and Ray Stewart had gone to West Ham for big money all these players are beginning to go down south Andy Gray was going for a million quid and Morton are saying well hang on a minute this guy's a, the player of the year and he couldn't do anything about it and he get more and more hacked off we were actually talking about this. We were away. I was uh, away with my dad and my mate and his dad, and they were reminiscing about you know football in the eighties and how it was much better than it yeah. is now and all this stuff. And bizarrely, how they reckoned together, they would easily be able to play against Ed and Jekyll. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Ed Jekyll's just been nominated for the Ballon d'Or, and they were like, Nah, nah. I mean, could he handle himself at Kelty? And I'm like, Yes, he could, absolutely, hundred um, percent. But yeah, they were talking about all these players, and we were talking about Jim McLean and Dundee United and all that stuff, and just how it was everything was geared towards the club and the players had absolutely no power mm. whatsoever well, so that example of Andy Ritchie is absolutely perfect well, it was a concept I mean Morton were part time and they never had a house Stewart kept promising to take them full time but every Christmas a local butcher would provide a dozen turkeys and it was first come first serve so the names were in a hat and your name came out and Big Andy who's a star player missed out in the turkey so as a consolation prize there was a local Levi jeans factory in Greenock so they pulled in three or four pairs of flared jeans <laughs> and Andy Ritchie whose waist must have been 34, 36 at least got a pair of these really skin tight kind of at the top and bell bottom at the bottom jeans and that was his consolation because he missed out in the turkey. Yeah. And I mean, this, could, this could guy was a player of the year. Yeah. Could, could, could you imagine that at Chelsea? Yeah, you know, uh, I know. Well, I, I, I don't think Diego Costa would be very happy with Ed that. Ed and Jekyll, I'm sorry, Eddie, you missed out in the turkey, but here's a pair of jeans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we shouted this out on, on Twitter earlier on, at Scott Soccer FM, if you ever want to tweet us, by the way. And uh, I, I, I said Mavericks. I, I know it's slightly different from sort of flawed geniuses. Um, but they were, lots of people getting in touch. You know, Cantona was the one that came up over and over again, obviously um, a fantastic player, but an absolute screwball at the same <laughs> I, time. I heard a great story about Cantona last night. So I was on with a, a, a Manchester comedian called Mick Ferry, who does a lot of kind of um, club stuff, um, and he did a gig with Lee Sharp a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, the game Cantona fly kicked the guy. So Brian Robson always used to tell the players that if um, they played really badly, always go to the fans and clap the fans and spend at least five minutes out with the fans because that gives Fergie time to calm down. <laughs> um, and so th- they were playing shit that day. Robson was in the bench and he was saying to guys at halftime, he was like, go with the fans. And then Cantona gets sent off and he was like, get back in. We can't go to the fans after all this, right? <laughs> and what they would do is when they came in, they would all put blankets over stuff and they would hide, because Fergie would throw stuff, they would hide their boots because he said Beckham's thing was a rookie mistake. And they were all going in thinking, right, we're going to be fine because Cantona is going to get a bollocking, right? And he walks in and he goes off. He calls Giggs like one of the useless pieces of shit he's ever seen. He goes mental at Schmeichel, calling him a big Danish prick, like <laughs> walking his way through everyone, going absolutely mental, screaming in people's faces, Roy Keane is a useless Irish bastard, all this kind of stuff. And then he gets to Cantona and he sits down next to him and he goes, you can't do that. And that was it. <laughs> and we were like, what? He literally kicked a man in the face. It, it did. It was bizarre with Ferry because he had this 
well, quite rightly, a ferocious reputation with loads of players, and you mentioned a few of them there, that he absolutely went through. Beckham ended up getting punted. Yap Stam, Van Nistelrooy ended up, you know, getting cleared out as well. But Cantona was the one player... It was pretty much you can do whatever you it's, want. It's a wee bit, I always remember. Sorry, Stephen, but I always remember Walter Smith talking about this about Gaza at Rangers. Mm-hmm. He said Billy Connolly gave him a bit of advice once. He said, "Some players you have to live with the madness. You have to live. You have to allow the genius to flourish, and you you know you just have to manage them and and just just give them largesse and a bit of leeway. You wouldn't give other players because they're worth the hassle." Yeah, and you talk about Cantona and that he's one of them. Gaza would be another one, you know, and and, and that's that's the secret of good management. You, you know, there's no one size fits all solution, is there? Yeah, I'm going to ask a question that there's probably absolutely no answer to, oh, but I, yes. I I think um, I don't know if it's unique to Scotland. It can't be unique to Scotland, but there seems to be lots and lots of players who are immensely talented when they're you know 17, 18 coming through, and then they just go absolutely off their rockers once bevy, they... Bevy, bevy merchants, I think, is a phrase. Yeah. But, but why Why is that? I mean, other countries get bevied all the time. I was in Germany over the weekend. They were all steaming. You know, you can get a, you can get a beer at the game. You know, that doesn't seem to affect them. It's a, it can't be a uniquely Scottish it's, thing. It's, it's just working class culture, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you've got to remember, a lot of these guys, they won't have brilliant formal education. Mm-hmm. So they won't be that brilliantly... Um, prepared for what's going to come they got all this kind of hero worship thrust on them they're on the telly it goes to their head a wee bit you know and they might they might, they might be mental at heart coming from a council scheme I mean it's funny we're talking about Big Andy and that Morton team at the time where I think the, the, the captain Bobby Thompson used to turn up for training with two great Danes in the back of a van <laughs> Big Andy would have a fan. One them at Christmas. But, uh, <laughs> but Big Andy would put Big Andy would put a cigarette in the cistern in the home dressing room because he had panic attacks before the game and he would go in and have a fag before the game. You know, uh, the 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 fullback Hayes he was called Hannibal because he was an an animal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it was just it was just a culture at the time where you had these these guys who were at heart mental cases. Who were just happened? They came from basic working class world, and then you go back to Chick Charlie. Yeah, the Samurai Sword story, which which was one of my favourite parts of the book. Mate, you yeah, know, the Dave Patrick Fissel, as you will yeah. know the story well. Yeah, they're they're training up at Rock Hill Park, and these three Neds come along with a devil dog, and <laughs> Chick Charlie goes to pat the dog in the head. And one of the nerds is standing back going, oh, Charlie, you knob. You're, you're a dober, Charlie. And Charlie says, right, son, I'll see you after training. So the three of them go away and they come back and they've got a samurai sword. <laughs> so, unbelievable. Even though they've got a samurai sword, they run in the Fissile players. Charlie, Gordon Ray, Jim Duffy and Jerry Collins go chasing them around the park armed with nothing stronger than a traffic cone. <laughs> so Charlie has picked up a traffic cone and he's chasing these guys and eventually they get to them and he wallops them with the, the guy with the sword with the traffic cone and he, his hand gets a big slash in it and his, his hand's cut to bits, you know. And they go back in the bandage and he goes out the next day. It was a Friday, it happened. He goes out on the Saturday and the stories got out by then. And he goes, well, puts his hand up to Fissel Van Duff. Ah, it was nothing. Heavily bandaged hand. <laughs> one, one Chick Charlie's just been slashed. I, uh, samurai I did a football dinner with Chick Charlie and uh, he didn't mention that story. And uh-huh. I went, I, I uh, drove back to Glasgow with him and I was like, why didn't you mention that? He went, ah, oh, I think there's better stuff. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> mate. You get attacked with a sword in a park and it's not made your 25-minute speech. I mean, that's, that's what Jim Duffy said to me when he told me that. So he said, it wasn't a big deal. His attitude was, I'm 
for your puzzle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these things happen. Fuck Gary Machete's there. Yeah. So and see for the, the flawed geniuses, do you think that's still, because uh, a lot of the guys you're mentioning played in the 80s, 90s, do you think that's still apparent now? Do you think there will be a kind of lot of things or do you think football in, in Scotland in uh, particular has become a lot more professional? Sterilised might be the best word. I mean, right. if you look at it, I mean, you always have this debate, it's a bit more middle class though, isn't it? I mean, kids turn up for training, it's all structured, they're not playing out in parts anymore. They turn up for training in their tracksuits and their parents' four by fours. I just don't I don't know if that, that kinda that mental case culture is still quite as prevalent. I mean you'll still get them. Yeah, but they're not but, maybe coming through. Well if they are if they're mental, they're not necessarily football and geniuses. Yeah. So so getting a volume two is gonna be tricky. Yeah. There's a few other shows, say uh, people sort of like sort of foreign players like you know Hadji was a bit off his rocker as well and, yeah. and I think Stoichkov was a bit unleashed so uh, yeah listen uh, if you want to go and check out the book I'm going to buy the book £23 39p but mate come on you need to have a word with Amazon £2.80 <laughs> delivery that's a 700% <laughs> markup <laughs> so uh, yeah that's the book uh, Stephen McGowan's book uh, listen lots more to talk about we need to run through the fixtures before we finish in a wee while and we also need to do our teams around the world but let's talk about Scotland very quickly uh, we ran through some of the runners and riders um, I think the, the chat is that we don't want to spend too long on this because we've talking we've everyone's about talking about at it at length so yeah. um First of all, anything in the Prandelli stuff, Stephen? You're in the you're in the you're in the press. You have any whispers? Only up here, just the, I honestly don't have a clue about Prandelli. I just always think every time there's a Scotland vacancy, you get these these kind of crazy foreign names come out. Neville Scala, Neville Scala, <laughs> and uh, Philippe Fussy. Remember him? Yes, yeah. yeah he, uh-huh. he came out at the same time, and that was that was the time Bertie Volks got it actually. Uh huh. Yeah. Fussy and Scala, they always come out and what? Stuart Baxter. Yeah, that's the one I was waiting for. I was like, Stuart Baxter is the one that's <laughs> yeah. constantly linked. He the must one, be really the one, hyped off. He's not been mentioned. Yeah, well, he's, he's not even <laughs> he's the odds because I was looking for him. Frank the Boer's in the odds, and. Uh, yeah. But uh, what I was going to ask you, I heard a lot of people talk about Joe Jordan at the weekend as well, and uh, Roy Aitken was mentioned, and these guys are way... They're working in the Hamilton office, obviously. (laughs) I mean, mean, these guys are, like, uh, yeah, absolutely, you know, legends and all the rest of Joe Jordan, but Joe Jordan must be pushing A. Yeah, what's interesting enough, though, because I asked you off air before we started, Stephen, um, about has Billy Davis been linked yet? Because Billy Davis, no, I said, has he ruled himself out yet? Because he constantly does it. And you were saying that quite a lot of the time, agents get in touch with you. To yeah. kind of link people with it, yeah, not, so not, not, not in the case of Billy Davis, yeah, yeah, yeah no, but no, in but general, yeah, in general, yeah. I mean, agents, agents are trying to get a client a gig, that's the bottom line, and you know, they know it doesn't do any harm. You know, the, look at the top 10 names on there. Say, Frank the Boer's agent, he wants to get his man higher up the list, and the minute appears in a newspaper, the power of the newspapers is not what it was, but it still basically sets the news agenda, really. Yeah, so if you get your name in a back page as a contender. You're right in the betting because the bookies can't take any chances, can they? They've got to cover their backsides. Right, okay. A couple yeah. of people that uh, will not be doing it by the looks of it is uh, Sam Allardyce, first of all. Looks yeah. like he's ruled himself out. I had an interview at the weekend and said, nah, not really. Well, his dad it. was Scottish, wasn't he? Well, his that's what you saying. I, th- yeah. I think, yeah, I think they both I were. He, he's, and, yeah. uh, he's, still, he's still seventh favourite in the bookie. <laughs> also, I, I uh, said it last week. I would 100% take Sam Just Aldous. behind him is Steve Clark, though. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not sure how accurate this yeah. is. And uh, yeah, there's a couple other people. People rode themselves over the weekend. Who who are we thinking then? Uh, well, this is what I. Oh, th- like, like, in fact, like before we do Malky that, Mackay. Malky Mackay. Has I, he got a realistic chance of getting the job? Do you reckon? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I, I genuinely really hope not. No, I don't think he has. I think he knows he has, and I. I think. Listen, you either decide performance director is a serious job, or you don't. Mm-hmm. Are you going to take him after ten months and say, you know what, Malky? 
you know how we said that was the most important job in Scottish football? Well, actually, there's another one. Yeah. There's more important than the manager. So we're going to shunt you aside. So for that reason, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't rule it out in future, but as we know in social media as well, there's a lot of people out there who have got it in for Malcolm McKay still, who just who can't forgive him. To me, and I know we're going to, probably going to disagree about this, it's like a man who's been sentenced to life without parole. I don't remember him being sentenced for any crime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the, then that, that's a valid point. But then you can. There's all, lots of I'm stuff not, out there. I, listen, I'm yeah, not, I'm not yeah. defend, I, I, I know. Listen, my paper exposed the text. I'm not defending yeah. the text. They're indefensible. Um, but a lot of them were to you. <laughs> well, that would that, that would be veritas. But, 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 but we can't. We can't. I mean, how long do we? I mean, uh, you know, the other thing you hear as well, which I love, is people say, "Ah, well, it's okay for them to manage a club." You're like, "Well, so it's okay for them to manage Morton or Dunfermline or Queens Park and be." Bigoted or racist, yeah. but he can't be in a Scotland job. Surely, he'd probably be better managing Scotland because <laughs> we're a lot less uh, like a lot less ethnic minorities play for the national team. So well, that might yeah, be better I for mean, him. Uh, well, that is true. But listen, um, so no to Malky Mackay in terms of a long term. You think? I think. I think um, what I found very interesting is they were saying they're put him in charge, and then they're going to be a, a long process, which does suggest they are looking at Michael O'Neill. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's the first candidate. Interesting to see today, Northern Ireland are unseeded in tomorrow's draw yeah. for the playoffs. So that's brought the Scotland manager search forward by six months at least because they'll play Italy or Portugal and they'll get hammered. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if Northern Ireland go out, you know, that's, yeah. you never know. I mean, who, who is the other teams? Denmark are one of the deceded teams, aren't they? Yeah, Denmark Croatia. and Croatia. Denmark and Croatia. So, yeah. you know, the, you know, Nicholas Bentner, what can we say? Well, they're all going to be hoping for Denmark. Yeah. I think if Northern Ireland go to the finals... The Scotland search will probably go on a bit longer because, listen, it's just an educated, slightly informed guess. I think it's Emmanuel. Yeah, and then Moyes, second <sighs> choice. Yes, that's the reaction I wanted. <laughs> that's <laughs> been my reaction does, every time Moyes has been Stephen, mentioned. Does everybody not feel like this? Yeah, he's yeah. damaged goods. Yeah, he's damaged goods. Sunderland. This is a guy who turned down Celtic because he thought. Scottish football? Nah, you're okay. Mm-hmm. And now a year and a half later or whatever it is after a really terrible spell at Sunderland, it's like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. No, well, you you look, I mean, 10 years ago, we'd be sitting having this podcast and somebody said David Moyes from we Scotland. We would jump at it. We'd be like, absolutely snap your hand off for it, 100%. Oh, so I don't but think you're that... right, he wouldn't have taken it. Yeah. And then he's had a disaster at Manchester United, whatever circumstances went on, players didn't take the ball. You're the same with Paul Lambert, aren't you? Guys who a year ago or two years yeah. ago wouldn't have looked at it, now suddenly, well, you I'd, know. Yeah, Lambert, fourth favourite. I'd be slightly more inclined to go for Lambert out of all the sort I would of, take Moyes over Lambert. No, I would no, take Moyes over Lambert. No, definitely not. Like I, I think I thought Lambert did a, a pretty okay job at Aston Villa, considering they're an absolute basket case. And you look at Norwich, did a good job there. Did a good job at Wickham before that. Okay, Wolves again, mental. You know, sacking folk all the time. I don't think that's any really position to judge. The Championship's fully just mental chairman. Who, and yeah, I, I think the and and Blackburn. The worst, yeah. of the, probably the worst of the lot. Yeah. So I think I don't think Lambert would be. He wouldn't excite me in particular. But if we're going to go for a Scottish manager, I think if we're not, uh, my favourite one in the list is Bruce Arena, who's <laughs> twenty-five to one, which is also the name of Livingston's new stadium. Yeah, so <laughs> they're going to be doing that as well. That's... I, I mean, don't get me on a rant about the US qualification. Did you see? Did you yeah. see me ranting on, on yeah. Twitter? Because Panama qualified, but then Switzerland were pretty much unbeaten and Sw- didn't. Switzerland won nine out of their ten games, yeah. losing one, and then. It, it, had it not been for a very, very late and a dodgy equaliser for Panama, by the way, then they got a very late winner. It, 
America would have been going through having lost 18 points in qualifying. Did, did, did you see the ball boy in Panama, no? Yes. Oh, no, yeah, but, I've not seen this. What's oh, this? this is good, yeah. Just no, they've scored the winning goal, 87th minute. Yeah. And the other team are obviously piling. I can't remember who they were playing. Stephen, you'll remind me. But Costa, Costa Rica. Costa, Costa, Rica. Costa Rica. That's right, that's yeah. right. Because the Celtic boy played, didn't he? Yeah, Gamboa. Uh, Gamboa, and they're piling forward looking for an equaliser. And the ball goes out for a throw, and the wee, the wee ball boy runs 20 yards to boot the ball into his head. The ball boy just hoofs it. <laughs> like, it's absolutely amazing um, but yeah I mean, I mean that qualifying section I saw Bruce Arena talking before the match where they got beat 2-0 by Trinidad and Tobago by the way yeah. and he was like uh, some of the European hot shots you come across here and try to qualify I don't know why he's Canadian but <laughs> I, I don't know what that was but he was he was talking about European, European teams struggling in their qualifying what section did, what did he say though in his accent what did he say he said you know the European teams would struggle in this qualifying <laughs> <Is he> Dutch, <laughs> section <laughs> yeah. and uh, like, it's just an absolute nonsense like why have they got so many places when clearly they should just be given to us and we should qualify and we'd all be we'll get, happy. We'll get to the Euros. Yeah. We will get to the Euros. Yes, yeah, well, well, I'd, I'd be shocked if we did. Well, it's here, so the squad can just walk there if we don't yeah, qualify. Well, well, now that I've said that, this isn't recorded, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, just got a text saying Matt Ritchie's just pulled out the Euro 2020 squad. There so. he is. Yeah, he's gone, yeah. Soccer FM with Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw. It's time for Teams Around the World. Okay, yes, it's teams around the world and a huge best of Hungary. How'd they get on at the weekend? Uh, they do 0 0 against Paxi SE. So it was a home game, so that's actually quite a bad result. Yep. So in down in 9th at the 12th in the league. Big game oh, coming up this good. week, which is Finnevarkos away, uh, which is one of the Hungarian teams most people have heard of. So that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just kind of meandering along. Like, unbeaten in four, but most of them have been draws um, and coming up uh, we are going to be looking for a new team around the world because yes we are what's happening is we actually have some good uh, foreign managers lined up to chat to potentially so yes we do uh, actually, yeah. so that's going to be interesting coming along um, we're going to be chatting to them so we're wanting some more suggestions we're maybe looking down Africa way yes uh, or Oceania <laughs> down Africa um, way down Africa <laughs> way yeah <laughs> David Attenborough's new show yeah. and uh, or heading out to Oceania um, obviously Ross McCormick's now at Melbourne City friend of the show Steve McGuire is associated with Perth Glory ECU Jindalup friend those of kind show. of friend of the show um I tweeted him calling my best friend the other day and didn't get back to me, so I, I think I think it might be over. Yeah. And um, holiday, holiday romance. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly oh, what God, it is. Don't Summer loving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were singing that on the beach, actually. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll be looking out there. So get your suggestions in. And also, go obscure, go mental, because we are going to go to a Noosh Pest game. That's fine. So the other ones maybe might be slightly triggered to go. I remember looking at uh, flights to go watch uh, Robin Hood of Suriname, and it was yeah. a 48-hour flight. Yeah. So go wild. Let's see what we can get, and we'll get another couple coming in. That's Scott Soccer FM if you want to get your suggestions in and also remember we've got our own forum on pattandbottle.com if you want to give us a shout there also I should probably mention I was away um, at the weekend um, a Euro trip so I went to see Roma versus Napoli also why were you pissed at Roma Natalie tweeting Roma Natalie Roma Natalie <laughs> yeah that's, that's <laughs> let's not mention that tweeting about Falkirk yeah I know I, d- I do quite like tweeting about Falkirk um, it's one of my favourite pastimes I in terms of slagging them off a late Saturday night Falkirk tweet from Stephen is essentially because you're old now you don't booty call anyone so you yeah, just go yeah, Twitter and yeah just... pretty much now that's off the agenda so uh, Roman I think Napoli play uh, who did we say earlier on they play Sunday they Man play Man City, City. play Man City in the Champions League this week and they looked fantastic like that Insignia that plays up front he scored the winning goal 5 foot 4 absolutely fantastic player and Roma looked very good as well um, Nangalan in the midfield 
for them, the Belgian guys. Shit here. Absolutely shit here, but a great player. And then I went to see Leverkusen versus Wolfsburg on Sunday, and I don't want to become one of those boring sort of, oh, we should learn so much from German football, you know, here in the UK. It's... But it's totally true. Like, you go to the game and it's an enjoyable experience. Yeah. I know you're not supporting either one inside. I really couldn't give a What toss. end were you in for either game? I was in the Roma end for the Roman Apple game yeah. and I was in the Leverkusen end for the Wolfsburg game. And how easy was it to get tickets for both of them? An absolute scoosh. Just went on their website and bought them. And it was, you know, I think it was 22 euros or something like that for the... That's, that's cheaper yeah. than St Mirren Dunbarton. Yeah, aye, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a public transport included in the ticket, which yes. is the killer, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so didn't have to pay for a ticket, and then as I mentioned earlier on, you can get a beer at the football. Now, it, yeah. it doesn't mean that people are going to be fighting in the stands. There was actually loads of families there, and you know the the, the beer. And they, they come and serve it to you, don't yeah, they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's like another world where things are just much better. <laughs> like <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. And I, when I just see some of the stuff like about. It's so bad about Scottish football. You mentioned the Hibs Aberdeen game earlier on, and we were talking about it and how there was a great crowd. But there was loads of Aberdeen fans locked out. Yeah. But yet in the stadium, there was a section free. A section they, they totally should, free. They should have given them the whole stand. You know? so, but the other side to that is, you know, you're thinking, oh, bring back booze at Scottish football. And I'm standing in the Hibs pressure. And you're looking down at the gate, which is closed, mm-hmm. so the Aberdeen fans can walk along Albion Road to go towards uh, Easter Road. And the Aberdeen fans are all standing in the gate, taunting the Hibs fans, giving them the finger and two fingers, and yeah. you're a bunch of so and so's. You're thinking, how would that go with ten pints? Yeah, well, that, that is that is a fair point because I made the observation there was probably a small group of Wolfsburg fans. I'd say lucky if there was five hundred there, yeah. but they made so much noise. The atmosphere at both games was fantastic. And what I noticed is there was Leverkusen fans right next to them. Now there was a wee fence in between them and not once did I see folk up at the fence. Yeah. You know, all they were doing was concentrating on singing and supporting their team. And it was I was like, that's very unusual, you know. I think I think to counteract your point though, see if you could drink at the football. Like you see a lot and I've been guilty of this when I'm going to games, you think, oh let's get another couple of pints quickly before yeah. we go up to the game. Whereas if you know there, you'll probably drink less before yep. and June you actually yeah. watch a game so we, uh, we we were at the game an hour and fifteen minutes before kickoff, and there was thousands of people there, and they were all having a good time. For the kids, there was like bouncy castles. Yeah. I went on as well, got chucked off. Never mind. Did you? Uh, no, I didn't. Not. I, made that, I made that up. Yeah, yeah naked. Oh yeah. So yeah, it, it, just the whole thing was really yeah. well done and really well put together. And also, what I liked as well is see if you're buying drink at the ground. The money is going directly back into the club. Yeah, it's an earner. Obviously, it's a bigger scale in Germany. It's a bigger country. Yeah, it happened early in the year. I went to quite a few games in Australia and a couple of football games. Uh, in Singapore and um, definitely in Australia it's a family culture like yeah. there's petting zoos outside the stadium there's right. there's games and all this kind of stuff and it's to bring people in I think Scottish clubs are really bad at that you went naked to the petting zoo yeah I yeah as well. I just pretended I was a goat yeah that's <laughs> the thing yeah yeah so uh, yeah that, absolutely. that was really weird wasn't yeah, it yeah it was yeah, uh, wow. a, a great weekend though like really did enjoy it and uh, if you want to get your shouts in for teams around the world then it's at Scott Soccer FM you can comment on Facebook and pinebovro.com who did you go with on the trip I tell went, us again I went with my mate Kirk uh, his dad and my dad and who made it to the uh, Roma Napoli game uh, three of us my dad didn't quite make it to the game so there was, uh, there was a, maybe some drink consumed before then um, and yeah it was uh, but it was a great weekend really enjoyed it and uh, hopefully we'll be going to Upesh later on in the season this is Soccer FM
Time with Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw. It was just oh, banter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, how can you forget about this? That was just banter. This is I the bit hate where this so much. I read out an abusive tweet about someone in Scottish football and you tell me who it's about. So, listen, um, we have. Uh, this is the last one we're doing because we're not on next week. Uh, so, it might come back later on in the season. You can get involved in this as well, Stephen, if you want. Uh, so, on a scale of one to five, this person is a seven in the wanker stakes, <laughs> right? You've got the results of the poll, yeah. Ray. So, so, read the, out the options. The options were Craig Brown, Ali McCoy's Paul Lambert, and of course, Jim Hamilton. Jim Hamilton, yeah. So, so they uh, any guesses, Stephen? Uh, so on a, on a wanker scale of this is a genuine tweet someone has tweeted uh, on a wanker scale of 1 to 5 who was a 7 out of 5 uh, Craig Brown Ali McCoy's Paul Lambert or Jim Hamilton because we then put it out to Twitter people vote and this is the first time there's ever been a landslide victory mm-hmm. over half the votes went to Ali McCoy I was going to say he's the most divisive figure, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well it's not going to be Jim Hamilton because Stephen puts Jim Hamilton every uh, week one week, <laughs> oh, but one week it will be Jim Hamilton that's, that's, that's could you imagine being offended by Jim Hamilton <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I've seen him play for them yeah. family. so um, so that was the results of the poll 56% went for Ali McCoy's Paul Lambert got 25% Jim Hamilton got more than Craig Brown <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing we're going to have to get Jim Hamilton yeah. on at some point but the answer was it was Paul Lambert. Was it? Was it was just banter. Yeah, they were thirty-one percent out. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there is. Uh, it was just banter. It'll be back at some point later on in the season. Uh, but it's taking a wee break for now because, as we say, uh, we're not going to be here next week because Ray, you are off uh, on holiday. I'm gallivanting. I'm going to Boston, Cape Cod, Salem, <sighs> New York, uh, doing a gig in New York, which is going to be nice. And then nice back, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, yeah, mate. Actually, yeah, I'm yeah. actually doing that. And Kimmel, it's a double up. Nice so, one. <laughs> uh, yes, I go out. So I've never been to the states. So see if you've got any recommendations or anything like that. Just fire them over on Twitter. Cause... Steer clear to Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, actually, I've, I've got a job interview, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's on a sofa, but I yeah. think it'll be fine. Are you going to any MLS games? Uh, no, because I got uh, free tickets to the NFL. Ah, so right, it was okay. one or the other, and, uh, and then you could probably have a drink and have no idea what's going yeah, on. Well, looked, yeah, well, I looked at prices, and then um, uh, I've. Oh, I, was, I was going to sound something very wanky yeah. uh, I've got a meeting out there and one of the guys happens to have a, a box at an NFL game so he was like have free tickets so I checked online and those tickets would be $600 nice. each so I was like yeah I'll go to that so, <laughs> yeah, probably uh, a bit better than uh, New York Red Bulls New York Jets against Atlanta Falcons is what I'm going to the big one the yeah. big one we've all been looking forward to that yeah. so listen you have a good holiday and we'll be back on what Halloween can you, s- yeah, yeah. can you sound a bit more sincere when you say have a good holiday do it in your Bruce Arena voice uh, <laughs> have a great holiday <laughs> no, that, was, that was almost Trump oh, Have a great holiday, it'll be fantastic (laughs) Right, so lots of fixtures to talk about before we go Um, We'll start with Celtic in the Champions League Bayern Munich, uh, in a world, have they got a chance, Stephen? Pumped Mm, Probably not Probably not not. That was two words Well, uh, two weeks ago everybody really fancied them and thought, you know, Bayern are in crisis Hugh Pinkus comes in, makes all the difference The 1-5-0 is fine, buggy the weekend (laughs) You're playing against Lewandowski and Thomas Muller. You can't yeah. fancy that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, it depends as well with their centre halves, Celtic. Well, um, needs him back. Yeah, yeah and Bayata, this chat, Bayata might be back as well because if they have to go with Beton or something like that, they are screwed. Nah. Yeah. yeah. Betfair yeah. Cup semi finals at the weekend as well. We touched on Motherwell versus Rangers and you said it was a big game for Pedro. Yeah. Uh, what about the Celtic match? Uh, obviously, hard coming off the back of a Champions League game. I think that's so shit. I, I've made this point so many times. The way the SFA treat teams in Europe in our country is terrible mm-hmm. uh, so Celtic Wednesday and then at quarter past 12 kick off I know but it's because it's because Hibs are playing Hearts on Tuesday night isn't it yeah but you know I mean if, that if, if, if that's already been scheduled in for the SPFL Hibs you couldn't imagine, imagine what Hibs would be saying if they were playing it 
two thirty on Sunday, and then they were playing Hearts yeah. on Tuesday night. Yeah, I suppose. Is that Hamden? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is that Hamden? Yeah. How, how the tickets looking? The ticket sales? I don't know why I'm asking you. Yeah. He worked well, in some sort of. I saw, yeah. I saw, for, saw ticket for forty thousand Rangers fans going to the, the game on Sunday. Apparently. Wow. Oh, Impressive. Well. There you know. we go. Yeah. Despite their problems, the, the fans have stayed by them. Got to yeah. say that. I have to say that. So that's the what problems? What problems is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few things over the last week. Well. I'm, hey. still, I'm still not sleeping at night. <laughs> yeah. I've slept at night since 2012. Yeah. You Why? Said... What happened in 2012? <laughs> <laughs> uh, February 2012. Yeah, it was Valentine's Day. I think it was. It was Valentine's Day. I remember. Let's move on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, just out of interest, do you just get like, obviously, Lots of people in Scottish football who work in the sort of football community in terms of the media just get slighted online. Like, yeah. is it just incessant? How can you? I don't go looking for it, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, other people certainly do. Yeah, one or two do. Do you know? Certainly do like to be controversial. I don't. Life's too short. You know? Yeah, yeah. Life's too short. No, I, I don't get it too bad, and I'm not. I'm really worried about saying that because somebody's going to say, "Well, he should." Yeah, yeah. somebody's going to come on and, and tweet as we speak. Yeah, give me <laughs> Stephen McGowan. Also, to be yeah. fair, he. I don't know if you've heard the parts of the show so far. He's lived in in Fife and Greenock. He can handle himself. Yeah, <laughs> we we fine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there are some fixtures <laughs> in the Premiership this weekend. Obviously, with the Betfred Cup, they are depleted. It's Hearts versus St Johnston. Partly Thistle versus Dundee. Six pointer. Ross County versus Hamilton Ackies. That is another big game down yeah. at the bottom of the table. Looking at it just now. So in the Championship, we've got Brecon versus Queen of the South. Dundee United Inverness. Dunfermline versus Livingston at East End Park. Uh, we're back to the first games of the season now. That's the first quarter over. Uh, in the league matches uh, how shite's that the first quarter yeah but sounds so bad doesn't it I know says the man who's going to an NFL game <laughs> as opposed to an MLS game <laughs> playoffs yeah Falkirk versus St Mirren and Morton versus Dumbarton um, you I think yeah I think what's interesting about that is uh, at the start of this round Dundee United v Inverness Cali was the big game in that whereas now it's Dunfermline Livingston mm-hmm. so it just shows the kind of shift in that first round of games yeah Falkirk uh, St Mirren as well that that may be quite tasty as well so hopefully it's top v bottom though isn't it yeah well pretty much yeah Falkirk lowly Falkirk as I've been calling them lately. <laughs> uh, Albion Rovers versus Queen's Park. Aloha, uh, they're struggling as well. They're playing East Fife at home. Arbroath versus Airdrie. Forfar versus Air United. And Wraith Rovers make the trip down to Stranraer. Yeah, so my dad's a Stranraer fan. He's going down to the game with nice. my brother. And um, I am going to be in America, so they're going to FaceTime me with some of the things. So I'm going to be in Martha's Vineyard where they film Jaws, and I'm going to be watching some of Wraith Rovers Stranraer. Your dad's a Stranraer? My dad's from Stranraer. Uh, so I've been to numerous <laughs> shite games down there uh, I remember driving down to see uh, them play Breakin that was now now and I've been to a lot of the cup games and stuff like that when Aberdeen and Motherwell and that have come so I'm actually I'm looking at you like you're a freak yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually I don't know if you can see I've got a spot in between my eyes and it makes me look Hindu <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I'm changing a lot just now well I mean you're clearly lying because they definitely don't have internet in Stranraer so there's no <laughs> way you'll be able to face down your dad that is just not happening <laughs> uh, League 2 finally Berwick Rangers versus Montrose Clyde Peterhead Cowdenbeath versus Stirling Albion Edinburgh City versus Anna Athletic and Elgin City versus Stenhouse Muir so you're away on was it Friday, Friday flying out Friday and then back on Halloween so back and straight in to do one of these shows so just like I was today yeah. look at me I've been absolutely word perfect you've actually I? been alright yeah. considering I mean I have been a lot worse there was one time we were interviewing uh, oh God, Paul yes. Lawson and Stephen Craig and uh, I walked in here to the studio and Stephen was had his head in his hands he had a full McDonald's next to him and he was like 
I don't want to do this. <laughs> and then if you ever listen, usually we take it in turns to ask questions and stuff like that. The Paul Lawson interview in particular, you didn't speak for about 20 minutes and left the studio. <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah. I went away just, just to sort of do that thing that you so, and don't spit over the toilet. Like the that. thing was, he was really hung over as well. Do you remember? Yeah, so he'd been on a night out as well. So, so. Uh, so you've you've been fine. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm off all week as well. Yeah, so good. you're up for a radio award? Oh, yeah, so we are. I should probably talk about that. Yeah, so we're up for the Radio Academy Award. So it's uh, us, uh, Capital Breakfast, up against uh, I some, love this. some guy called Chris Evans. Uh, uh, and Grimmy. Uh, Grimshaw and, and uh, Christian O'Connell. And uh, I can't remember. I think That's it's, a regional it's, shite one. Uh, no, it's not. It's, uh, it's BBC Radio 1 Extra. So it's, <laughs> the, it's, the, it's the one extra show. Yeah, the Grime show. What are you wearing? Uh, a suit. Are you sitting up, eh? Yeah, it's, uh, it's down in Leeds. So, very uh, impressive, well played. So, thank you very much. Yeah, so, well uh, yeah, that's on Thursday. So, regardless of what happens, I'll probably get steaming. So, uh, <laughs> I uh, don't uh, think there's a probably in there. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't think there is. Nah. And uh, the, the other guys, Des and Amy, are doing the show from Leeds the next morning. Well, and you, I'll, oh, so I'll win my bed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> mate, I'm going to phone them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and get on. Please do, please oh, do. But Des doesn't drink, so he's, he's, he'll be fine. Yeah, that is true. Stephen, uh, thank you very much for being yeah, on the show. What have you got lined up? Do you get anything exciting coming up? No, I've got a week school week off then back for Rangers Motherwell and Sunday at Hamden okay. nice how, how often do you go to games do you go to games weekly or is it bi-weekly couple, or couple times a week or? Uh, yeah two or three yeah I mean it depends on midweek can't you yeah. and also yeah. you're the chief writer okay so do you get to choose which games you go to <laughs> and which games other people go to <laughs> you saw yeah you definitely yeah, do. You, know. you definitely do <laughs> Throwing your weight around, Stephen. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of that to throw around. Honest, <laughs> but yeah, no, no. I mean, it, it's obviously an independent, transparent process, yeah. which I might influence. Yeah, which is it's weird how you get the Scottish Cup final every year, and that same guy gets to go to the League Two playoff the same yeah. day. But it's not a part of you thinks that like it's, it's great going to the big games and all the rest of it. Sometimes you just want to go to the pub with your mates and watch it, or you know, or, or I'm looking forward to watching Bayern Munich Celtic Wednesday night, just just watching it on telly. Yeah, because yeah, it, it happens very. I mean, I don't have a people pull me up in this to say all the time. I don't have a subscription to Sky because I'm never in a position to watch That's games weird. on and I don't <laughs> and I know this I don't really watch much football on telly because you're at the game yeah. I, you're either at the game and when you're off on a Sunday right am I supporting a Sunday morning I don't want to sit and watch Brighton playing Everton yeah, yeah that's true that's you know, it's fair. like a busman's holiday type scenario you know and I, I know I, and I'm in a house I'm in a house with a wife and two daughters who despise football <laughs> which is brilliant it suits me absolutely yeah. fine. I love it that's I, love for it. I don't watch a lot of comedy and you don't watch a lot of radio so. no no I don't I definitely don't watch a lot of radio yeah I, 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 to be fair I don't listen to a lot of radio like especially no. like music radio I usually like listen to you know five live or something uh, like yeah. that. So I've actually become obsessed with a program on that's like quarter past five in the morning called Wake Up to Money, which used to be hosted by Adrian Childs about fifteen years ago. Like I, I, I know everything about the Asian financial markets now <laughs> because I just I don't want to hear you know Ed Sheeran again in the morning. Team, so, teams around the world, Asian financial market. Let's do it. We used to come back from uh, midweek trips, European trips. 3am you'd always get in and by the time you get through Glasgow Airport with the worst baggage carousel ever yeah. in 45 minutes there was a guy called was it Rod, Rod Stubbs was it or something in 5 Live yes 3 ah, or 4am in the morning very famous yeah mm-hmm. boring yeah, yeah. <laughs> famously boring I believe uh, yeah so he used to do that all the time but wake up to Monday quarter past 5 it's usually hosted by a guy called Mickey Clark so. mm, good guy yeah good not, guy. The, not the hairdresser uh, related thing, so. to Steve uh, I don't know don't know we'll but, um, so listen uh, Stephen thank you very much for being on the show Thanks for having me, guys. Ray Bradshaw have a great holiday thank you good luck for your 
rewards on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, we'll all be rooting for you. Yes. And we'll be back on Halloween. Absolutely. And thank you very much for listening as well. Hope you've enjoyed the show. There's more on our Twitter at ScottSoccerFM. You can like us on Facebook and comment on our own forum on pieandbovro.com. Get in touch for a where are they now, a team around the world as well. But for now, it's a goodbye from me, Stephen Mill, and you, Ray Bradshaw. See you later, guys. Just remember, next episode's the 50th one. Get in touch for celebration types. Yes, absolutely. This has been Soccer FM. Good luck to all your teams across the week. And we will catch you on Halloween. Halloween.